on SCC. Happy New Year and welcome to 2021. We kick things off with 2020 Year in Review Hobby Trivia. Then discuss PayPal's policy crackdown on how to get your hobby finances in order. Coming up now on SCC, Sports Cards Culture. Welcome to Sports Cards Culture. I am here with Christina, Christina's PC on Instagram, Josh Johnson of Cardboard Chronicles fame. My name is Chris, Chris underscore H-O-J on Instagram. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Josh, Christina, Nick, everybody. Glad to be done with 2020, I think is fair to say. Uh, Today, we're going to think back on 2020 and then look a little bit into 2021. Christina and I cannot wait to finish this show. We're going to rip some product. I mean, what we have? We have 2020 Illusions football. Yes. We have 2017 Status Basketball. Yes. Those boxes are less than $200. A Jason Tatum PSA 10 goes for about $200, just like the buy of, of the year. Uh, 2020 Prism No Huddle football. And a Michael Jordan box. I should know the details on that box we just bought it at the shop upper deck living legend <laughs> that's how ridiculous we are we're just like oh a box with jordan autos let's go <laughs> nick what are your plans for ringing in new year's eve 2020 i have a mosaic 2020 no huddle football box <laughs> okay i'll be digging into because i personally like the designs more for mosaic this year when y'all seem to like prism uh, prism 2020 and I don't think Josh is ripping any wax tonight. Do you have any plans <laughs> uh, for how you're going to ring in the news? Anything special, or is it just going to be a low key night? That's just a regular night. Two young kids, so I, it's it's hard to do anything special. For the first half of the show, to keep things festive, I have five questions to help us recap 2020 and have a little fun. So we're going to play a little game using sports card market data. And both Christina and Josh will have a chance to answer each question. So question number one, let's start with an easy one. All right, Christina, you go first. Uh Uh-oh. As of January 1st, 2021, a day that technically hasn't happened yet, but as of tomorrow, which is when this comes out. Well, in Australia and Asia, 2021 has already begun. Beautiful. Hopefully, we're not living in Groundhog Day. Which card has the highest value? In the card ladder database, the highest value, is it A, the 1948 Jackie Robinson PSA 9, or is it B, the 2009 Bowman Draft Chrome Superfractor Mike Trout BGS 9? A, Jackie Robinson, B, Mike Trout. Which one is it? I know which one it should be, but I don't think that's the one it is. Okay. So I'm going to say B, final answer. Okay, and Josh, do you agree or disagree? Well, as the developer of Card Ladder, who sorts by current value to test things every day, I definitely <laughs> know that it's the Mike Trout. <laughs> and he is correct. That was an easier one. Card Ladder has a predicted value of about $3.5 million on the Trout Super, and it has a predicted value of about $1.1 million on the Jackie Robinson PSA 9, uh, 1948. If you want to learn more about predicted pricing, please, please, please check out the super long, way too long tutorial that I put on the YouTube channel way back in June uh, explaining how predicted pricing works. Okay, question number two, and Josh will have the privilege of going first on this one. Josh, which of these two cards 
is the most undervalued card of all the thousands of cards in Card Ladder. One of these two is the most undervalued, according to Card Ladder's predicted pricing right now, as of this moment. Is it A, the 1998 Topps Chrome Refractor Charles Woodson PSA 9, which last sold for about 200 bucks in September? Or is it B, the 2003 EX Essential Credentials Now out of 102 LeBron James BGS 9, which also last sold in September for $6,000? Is it the Charles Woodson Refractor PSA 9, or is it the LeBron Credentials Now BGS 9 rookie? So we're obviously talking about undervalued by percentage because those percentage. two cards are, Correct. are a pretty Correct. big gap. I'm going to say, I don't know the answer to this one. I haven't looked at overvalued, undervalued in a while. I'll say the LeBron. Just because, you know, I'm a homer. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to say Woodson because why else would you have chosen that particular card? <laughs> well, I chose these two because they are a, a number one and number two. One oh, is the okay. most undervalued and one is the second most undervalued. Okay. And Josh gets this one and pulls out to a two to one lead because, uh, and, and it was close. The Woodson is currently 259% undervalued. Because it has a predicted value of seven hundred seventeen dollars, and it last sold for two hundred. Uh, by comparison, the essential credentials now LeBron rookie, which by the way I think is a stunning card, um, it has a three hundred seven percent undervalued percentage because its prediction is twenty four point four thousand dollars. All right, I'm gonna have to check the math on this after the show. Check the math. <laughs> Christina wants a recount. Okay. <laughs> Question number three, back to Christina first, because we know that you love boxes, okay? Oh. Using Card Ladder's annual percentage change feature, which box has appreciated the most over the course of 2020? All right, it's either A or B. Stop trying to look at the screen. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm I'm thinking. Okay, all right, A or B. A, the 2018 Prism Basketball Retail Box... Or B, the 2019 Prism Basketball Cello Box. 2018 Retail Prism or 2019 Prism Cello? It's one of those two, both basketball. 18 Prism okay. Retail. Why do you say this? Because 18 should be way more valuable than 19. Okay, but it's not which one's the most valuable, it's which one changed the most. Yeah, but at the beginning of 2020, Retail was not like the product you wanted but now that hobby boxes are so freaking expensive retail is something that you might be able to afford <laughs> like okay. might um good good reasoning i don't know okay like, what, what let's seriously? pass it let's pass it off to josh josh which one of these boxes has gone up the most over 2020 2018 prison basketball retail or 2019 prison basketball cello so the answer is 2018 Prism for two reasons. One, I want to keep my lead. So if I just copy her, my lead can stay. Second, I feel like the prices of the 2019 were already pretty high at the beginning of this year, so it had less room to grow because people were already pretty hyped on Zion. That's my that's my reason. You both are correct. Uh, the 2018 Prism Basketball Retail Box went up 1,211%. So on January 1st, uh, it was $236.50, and then it was $3,100 on December 30th. And the 2019 Prism Cell Box was not far behind. 
it appreciated 1,199%. It went from $165.50 on January 5th to $2,150 on December 25th. So in either case, you didn't do bad if you just held that box. We had a 29, we had several 2019 Prism Cello boxes that we didn't hold, but that were part of a giveaway in the very first month of Card Ladder's release in June of 2020. How much did you buy those boxes for when we used them for giveaways? I don't even know. They were about like 550 to 500 bucks. At I that think time. they were. I think I paid 525. I think I paid like 520. Amazing, but the price of the box goes up in correlation with the price of the contents inside of the box going up. So whatever people pulled out of those packs that we were giving away, I hope they kept them. Hope they graded them. They got PSA tens. Everybody wins. All right. Question number four. Josh is gonna go first. So I'm just gonna go think strategy wise, right? Okay, Josh (laughs) and Josh are gonna love this one. You're gonna absolutely love this one. Um, Using Card Ladder's annual percentage change feature again. Which card, not box? Which card of these two appreciated the most over the course of 2020? Is it a the 2003 Net Pro Elite 2000 Roger Federer PSA 9? <laughs> or is it B, the 2001 Upper Deck Base Tiger Woods PSA 10? Oh, man. I know the Tiger Woods went nuts in the last day, like in the last 24 hours, making this a much more interesting question. <laughs> I'm still going to say the Roger Federer Net Pro. Come on, bring it home. Help me out, Roger. All right. Josh says the Roger Federer Net Pro Elite. And Christina, what is your answer? I have to try and make back the lead, so I, uh, I have to go with Tiger. All right, so it was very close. One of these was number 20 for the year, and the other one obviously was number one. Number 20 was the Tiger Woods. All right. Tiger Woods appreciated 3,344% from $38.50 on January 2nd to $1,325.67 on December 30th, okay, uh, tripling the most uh, impressive box appreciation. And then the correct answer, of course, was the 2003 Net Pro Elite 2000 Roger Federer PSA 9. That card appreciated 7,400%. It was $10. It sold for $10 on April 18th, and it last sold for $750 on December what? 28th. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that's amazing. And you know what's interesting? Bolton. You know what's interesting is Chris picked all an- like questions and answers that correlate to Josh's <laughs> PC. That's what's interesting <laughs> about this it's just totally unbiased said. trivia game. <laughs> Chris- Christina is a very gracious loser. Uh, <laughs> now, look. Now, when, now, let's talk about this for just a second. Can we talk about how neither one of these cards is from e- is from any of the big sports? It's not baseball. It's not basketball. Not football. A tennis card. Uh, of we have well over six thousand cards in the database. A tennis card was the one that saw the most appreciation. Do you guys have any reactions to that, Josh? What do you think about that? Yeah, it's one of the many themes of the year for me is just like the the resurgence and growth of these kind of like oddball outside sport cards that we've seen with golf and tennis and Pokemon and it's it's awesome. I think it's just great for the hobby as a whole to see these these niches kind of pop up and, and grow so quickly. 
Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, Christina, what what say you on this trend? Saying this whole game is rigged <laughs> is what I'm saying. <laughs> it's three to one. So you are mathematically eliminated. Yeah. That does it. Congratulations, Josh. Congratulations, Josh. Good job. All right. It was rigged. Coming up next, looking ahead to 2021, how to navigate the new PayPal uh, situation in the hobby and taxes. Everybody's favorite subject, taxes. The future is now. Card Ladder is the fastest growing sports card app on the market. The best tools to help you track your cards, watch the trends, stay informed, compare cards, and track the growth of your personal collection. All in one simple and intuitive platform. Join the innovators, not the imitators. The best sports card app on the market. A stock market for sports cards. Card Ladder. You're watching SEC Sports Cards Culture. Keep up with the crew and follow them on all the socials. Plus, join Josh and Chris and sometimes special guest Christina every Friday night on Instagram Live. The Crossover. Final segment, PayPal and taxes are dun, dun, dun. looking into 2021 uh, diligence mandates that we think about these things. So first, let's talk about PayPal. It's well known in the hobby, but maybe not everybody's aware. PayPal has been cracking down on people who are violating its terms of service and there seems to be a specific trend uh, where PayPal's cracking down on people who are abusing the family and friends version of transacting goods when in fact they're actually buying and selling cards. So, Josh, let me kick it to you. Um, what can we do as hobbyists and collectors to make sure that we don't lose access to our PayPal accounts? And then part B to that question is, what if we do lose access to our PayPal accounts? Or what if we don't want to use PayPal anymore? What can we do? Yeah, that's a great question. The easiest thing is to just use PayPal goods and services. Uh, I think you know that's what it's intended for. That's what PayPal expects you to do to stay within the terms of service and also it protects the buyers and the sellers uh you know from any any uh any wrongdoing between the two it protects the seller uh obviously and then it protects the buyer if, if something goes wrong if you know they don't ship the card or whatever you're, you're covered obviously the scenario that most people are talking about with this is when the two people know each other well or they have vouches in one way or the other that's when you can lean into other services like venmo zelle bank wire if you're you know if it's that high, that large enough sum of money there's other platforms that are designed for this sort of transaction and paypal is more for for the goods and services so you can do the friends and family on paypal you just got to be really careful not to abuse it and it really should only be for cases of friends and family what can you tell us about using venmo or zelle like what level of fees should we expect do in your experience do a lot of people use these mediums of transacting are they accepted in the hobby venmo is probably the easiest to, en to enter into it's very simple you create an account you set up your bank account there is a limit that how much you can send per day i believe it's two thousand dollars so venmo is really good for you know low dollar transactions that you maybe do more frequently uh you know once a day or whatever and then there's Zelle, which is a uh, bank-to-bank -bank, uh, application. 
and most major banks support it. And if you can go to your bank's website and set up your Zelle account, Chase, Wells Fargo, all the major ones. And those limits are usually quite a bit higher. I believe mine is about 10,000 on the limit. So again, same kind of usage as Venmo, easy to set up, easy to send back and forth. Bank wire, much higher uh, limit. And those are really for more of your high dollar. You don't want to do bank wires too often. That's only for a major grail purchase, major PC, big dollar. So those are the three that I do. And I just want to add on Zelle is uh, no fee if you have it set up through your bank account. But wire transfers often have fees associated with them. So be on the know about that before you offer or proceed with those options. Look at these high rollers. Uh, they know all about those wire transfer <laughs> grail fees. Okay, let's talk about taxes. Um, nobody loves them is a fair thing to say, but it's definitely something to be conscientious of as we are uh, buying and selling items that have market value. And sometimes market value goes up, sometimes it goes down. I think the general... Um, uh, bottom line no matter what else is said uh, we all firmly agree that the correct bottom answer before you do anything we would recommend that you speak with an accountant um, and you hire an accountant uh, to help you do your taxes they are surprisingly affordable um, uh, surprisingly affordable they can if you've never used, I used to do my own tax for a long time once I got into cards, I, I had to get an accountant. And the accountant will help you do your whole uh, year return. And, man, it was nice. And, I was again, I was pleasantly surprised at what it cost. It was very affordable. So let me kick it to Josh now. Uh, what would you like? Is there anything further to share on the topic of taxes and sports cards? Yeah, I think the first thing is to be self-aware of how your activity runs in the hobby. If you are doing lots of buying and selling and trading uh, it's definitely good to start documenting that kind of stuff getting it into spreadsheets uh, and putting it into your my collection on card ladder uh, whatever tool you want to use uh, quickbooks like these types of things are very important for accountants so once you do find an accountant they're going to want to see that paperwork the receipts if you have them from paypal paypal also has a really nice import export feature so you can export your activity from the whole calendar year and you can just show here's what I here's my input and output you know money in money out those are really handy for accountants. The reason we say find an accountant is because the laws are different for each state, so you just want to make sure that you find a local accountant, someone that can help you with the tax laws of your state. Uh, it's really not up to the hobbyist to tell you how to you know move your money around for tax purposes. It's really for the professionals to handle that kind of stuff. So I, that's why we can't stress the accountant stuff enough. Find someone local. I, I would definitely recommend that. Just do a Google search. Accountants near me, you know, uh, tax accountants, like these Google terms help you find people quick. Christine, do you have anything to add on to that? As someone who's never done her own taxes, I can't stress enough that an accountant is an important aspect of life. That's super I don't change, like I don't fix my car and I don't play with my taxes. Like... Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Uh, all right. Great advice there. And uh, something, you know, it's early, but good time to start thinking about taxes, start thinking about, hey, if I didn't have a spreadsheet throughout the course of the year, 
maybe it's time to start going back over my PayPal and transaction history, start logging that stuff. Doesn't have to be super pretty, but you need the data there. And the more organized it is, the easier your accountant's life is, the less hours they spend working on your stuff, the better and the happier everybody is. So on that note, happy New Year's and hope 2021 is a great year for everybody sports cards culture see you next time thanks for watching tell us in the comment section below what the crew should cover next week and don't forget to like and subscribe see you next time on scc sports cards culture